Coming up on the WAC Podcast, a big upset as down goes Grand Canyon. We'll have a recap as we're back in the studio on a Wednesday. What is happening here in the WAC Podcast? Lots of basketball to talk about. And before long, it's going to be baseball and softball season. Can you believe it? I can't because it feels like winter. That's all next on the WAC Podcast. Dun, dun. This WAC podcast is brought to you by our friends at University Credit Union, the official financial institution partner of the Western Athletic Conference. Well, 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 here we are. Can you believe it? The longest streak in the NCAA comes to an end. Comes to an end. You know, it's always tough when you go on the road in the WAC. It is. Seattle U, they, they, you know, they play in the Red Hawk Center. They hadn't been playing particularly well leading up to that, but when they play at home, they get the fans behind them. It's loud in there. And GCU had been on a little bit of a streak where they had been falling behind in games and then coming back to win. Yes. Weren't able to do that in this one as Seattle U defeats Grand Canyon 86 to 79. Now, GCU did have some great individual efforts. Gabe McLaughlin, 28 points. Seven rebounds, tie in Grant Foster, 25 points, seven rebounds. But at the end of the day, it was Seattle U and the return of Cam Tyson that really boosted the Red Hawks. He had 25 points in that one. Yeah, he returned after a two game absence, 25 points, four rebounds, really made his presence known. Four other Red Hawks were in double figures Kobe Williamson, John Christopholis, and Alex Schumacher all in double figures. And, you know, we, you just mentioned how Grand Canyon had been playing behind and coming out to win. And, you know, sometimes when you're in that long win streak, you know, you, you get so high in the winning and you just seem to be so successful that maybe the little things fall through the cracks. I don't know this. I'm not in their locker room, but it's a good, it's a good checkpoint. Hey, we're mid, you know, midway through the season, got a lot of conference play left. And if you don't come out strong, especially on the road, you know, there, there are things that are going to happen. And and the Red Hawks got hot when an 8-0 run at the very end to to seal the deal. And so just a learning point, hey, maybe we got to come out with more intensity. And so we're better prepared come Vegas because you don't want to be a one-and-done team there. Correct. And the good news in terms of the NCAA net rankings, they didn't fall that far. I believe they're 45 now. Um, so losing to Seattle U was considered a quad two loss with the four different quads it's a road loss and seattle u with the second highest uh net ranking in the conference so it didn't ding them that badly and sometimes you you have a loss and sometimes that regalvanizes the team it's like hey we can't just come out here and win a game we we have to bring it every single night maybe that's the case with with gcu we will remain to see that not a uh an easy schedule for them coming up this week either as they got to travel to Stephen F. Austin on Thursday. Yeah, going into the sawmill, always a tricky one. And Stephen F. Austin, you know, he had that Grand Canyon-New Mexico State rivalry. I don't know if it's exactly the same, but Stephen F. Austin and Grand Canyon tend to butt heads pretty well, especially the fan bases uh, between the two of them. So that should should be a fun one. And then they have to go to UT Arlington, and, and Casey Turner's got his guys playing well as well. Always a tough road trip. And wanted to also mention Stephen F. Austin on Saturday – they will be hosting California Baptist. You're going to be there. That's the first of our regional sport network games. We're very excited about this schedule. Now, people have been asking us, are the games still available on ESPN Plus? Yes, they are available on ESPN Plus. But if you live in Texas and you get Space City 
home network. You can now watch it on that platform as well. So just kind of an expanded uh, viewership for WAC fans. So we're excited about that and a big matchup between those two teams. CBU has won three in a row. I believe G, uh, SFA has won seven of eight. Yeah, seven of their last eight. They seem to be hitting a pretty hot streak. You see Nana and Day-Day both were injured last year at the end of the season. Nana, I believe, was a back injury, and then Day-Day had torn his uh, rotator cuff. Or, and uh, so, not rotator cuff. What is the other one? Will you tear? Labrum. Labrum. Uh, yes. Labrum. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so they seem to be back, and Nana has been putting up pretty good numbers as well as Day-Day as well. And we also saw perhaps the dunk of the year. We've said this like three times this year, but this may in fact be the dunk of the year. Matt Heyman on uh, Kobe Williamson of Seattle U wound up being the number three play on SportsCenter. When we saw it happen, it was one of those, it, it stunned you. It yeah. was it was Michael Jordan-esque. I'm not saying he's Michael Jordan, but I'm saying it was that kind of a dunk. It was. He soared through the air. I mean, Kobe Williamson is good four inches taller than him. That guy, yeah. Dunks on him, gets that hang time. And, you know, you, you, you see the bench of SFA in the background, like, whoa, and that's always the best part, too. And it just brings a lot of energy. And so, yeah, Stephen F. Austin's going to be a tough one. I'm really excited to go back to Nacogdoches. I've never been there for a men's game. I've been there for a women's game, but never a men's game. So it'll be a daytime game Saturday. Uh, looking forward to that one. Yes, and we also – have uh, a couple of other games we wanted to to address. Yes. Uh, since our last show, Tarleton State goes down to UTRGV, wins seventy seven to seventy three. So Joseph Jones, again, it's it's like the old song. All he does is win. All it, all I do is win, win, <laughs> win. No matter. See, he's DJ Khaled, Khaled esque. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how about this being down by fourteen points? At the half, they were down by 17 points with under 10 minutes to play. And that is just, I think, how you know Joseph Jones knows he's got a great team. Down by 17, and they're coming back, fighting through it. Lou Williams, career night for him, 28 points, six rebounds, made the most field goals uh, in Tarleton history. Whack Tarleton Division One era with yes. 13 uh, Ja'Cory Smith and Keandre Gotti just doing what they do best and just put up double figures each night. So a big win there, 77-73. They are tied currently with SFA for second place in the WAC. So the Texans, you know, keep rolling along. Uh, Keandre Gotti also had a uh, an outstanding dunk uh, earlier in the week as well. Yes. Not uh, Did not win our contest, but a, a noteworthy one for sure. California Baptist beating Southern Utah 83-76. to Dominic Daniels, all he does is score 39 points. All he does is score, 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 no matter <laughs> what. 39 points. I mean, that's just absolutely insane. And then you look at the rest of them are just 11 points. He was really carrying that offense. He can do it all. It feels like this man just came out of nowhere. He came from San Bernardino Valley Junior College and has just been so good for this team. Rick Croy's got to be excited about this piece that he has this year because he's the scorer, and then he has some big men, he, Blondo Chiqueno. They also added Ivan Udriago in the offseason. So and, glad you're uh, saying those names. <laughs> <laughs> so so those were their big man to get the, the rebounds and be that presence inside, and then they got, you know, I don't want to call him a little guy, but he is typically one of the shorter guys out there, but he plays a lot bigger. He sure does, and he was 13 of 14 from the free throw line 
in that game was six of 12 from beyond the arc. So Dominic Daniels, of course, getting our ticket smarter player and newcomer of the week with that performance. UT Arlington was playing Abilene Christian and the Wildcats showed up for this one. They win 78 67. Ali Deba, 23 points. Arian Simmons, 23 points. On certain nights, Kendra, ACU looks like they can beat anybody, but for Brett Tanner, maybe that hasn't happened quite enough so far this year. Yeah, that's a good point. It feels like they're kind of that hot and cold team. Are they going to perform? Are they not? You know, and and we we talked to Coach Tanner earlier. You know, he said he didn't like their defense. He felt like their offense was finally clicking, but right. not their defense. And so you have some nights where they're really locked in and, and others where they're not. But against UT Arlington, they were able to to get it done. Um, when you look at just even the box score, they were up by eight at the break and then just were able to continue on. So they seem to have put together a complete game there. But Coach Tanner mentioning that it was the second half that he was the most proud of saying, you know, this has got to be a turning point. We got to be able to play two full halves of basketball and they were able to do so. Philip Russell, who we talked a little bit about last week, made his return still coming off the bench, 25 minutes, nine points. So, uh, Micaiah, uh, Williams for UTA. He has been playing well as of late as well. 17 points for him in that one, Utah Valley coming up big against Utah tech. They win 84 to 71, 26 points from Tanner Toulson, as well as seven rebounds. Drake Allen, 16 points, five rebounds, four assists. So big game for the Wolverines. Absolutely. Wolverines starting to catch a little stride here. They snapped their three-game wins or three-game losing streak, which is always a positive, especially when you get in a conference play. You don't want to fall into a four-game losing streak in conference play. You know, it's hard to climb out of that. Um, and so Really quality efforts from them to just be able to take the lead early on. Uh, Toulson had a three-pointer that he knocked down early. It sparked a 10-0 run for the next six minutes. So they really started playing with intensity early and very exciting to see what this team can grow and develop into. So games on Thursday, UTRGV hosting California Baptist, Stephen F. Austin against GCU, Southern Utah at Tarleton State. Can the Texans keep it rolling there? Abilene Christian against Utah Tech. And then Friday, Seattle U against Utah Valley. Program note, that game was originally scheduled for ESPNU. Will be on ESPN Plus on Friday at Seattle U. And, uh, of course, Saturday then we have the RSN game at Stephen F. Austin. So a lot to look forward to this upcoming week in men's basketball. Coming up next, how about we talk some women's hoops? Let's do it. Stay with us. Down, down, down. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner, Kendra Sheehan, now talking women's hoops. We saw Grand Canyon men lose, uh, perhaps a little bit unexpectedly to Seattle U. The women would have been a little bit more unexpectedly, but uh, they came out on top after a two-overtime thriller. Oh, my goodness. Double overtime thriller. I think it was a little bit of a, a shock uh, for Seattle U. You know, they come into the contest. I mean, they, they're they 1-7 right now in the WAC, 1-16 on the year, and they just come out to Grand Canyon. And, in, in, in Phoenix, in Phoenix, Phoenix yes. And they just take over, especially that first quarter, 16-9. to nine. And if we remember, Seattle U and Grand Canyon faced off in last year. And, of course, it's under new new coach, new staff and everything. But I went to the game 
last year, Seattle U played Grand Canyon at home last year. Sideline reported that game, and Seattle U, I think, lost by, like, 50. I mean, it was it was a lot. And then they rematched. I believe they played each other again in, in WAC Vegas after yes, Seattle did. U had yeah. gotten a victory in the first round. And it was close. They it played was. Coach Miller very, very close. Susie Barcombe was doing her little twirl dance when her team was hitting threes. It was wonderful to see. Um, and so there, there's, I don't know, there's almost a little bit of West Coast, uh, you know, rivalry here, of course, as well. And Grand Canyon gets back all of their players in, in uh, Trinity, San Antonio, Tierra Brown. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier uh, off camera about Jada Holland yes. uh, being back on the team. She was WAC freshman of the year, is back after four years uh, spending at UC Riverside and San Jose State. Nadia Evans missed a game. She was back. She played 45 minutes in the double OT thriller, scoring 21 points. So there's a lot of, with players out, you know, people were taking on different roles. Now it's almost, now you got to figure out, okay, where where do you fit in now? Right. Because uh, we saw Shea Fano uh, play a pretty big role in their win over Utah Valley. She only gets four minutes in in the game against Seattle. You Sydney Palma, another player that's has had a lot of experience transfer from CBU. So where do these players fit in? And and that's the good news for Molly Miller. She's got a lot of talent and they have a little while to kind of figure it out. But uh, obviously they want to stay unbeaten in the whack. Right. It's a good, great problem to have for Molly Miller. And, and, you know, maybe these players coming back from their injuries, you know, maybe a little hesitant trying to get back into the groove and rhythm. And so, you know, there's, there's that adjustments period that they have as well. And just very interesting to see what lineups we'll be going with and, and how, I mean, there's just so many of this that you could have 10 starters from this squad. You could California Baptist defeats Southern Utah, 93 to 67, a rematch of last year's WAC championship. And guess what? This series is done. They've already played twice. Sweeped the series Sweeped. over Southern Utah. How about Chloe Lemon? Another career high, 28 points, 12 of 17 shooting from the field. It's tied for third most in a game this season and ties the freshman single game scoring record against a division one opponent, which uh, if you guys all remember, Grace Schmidt, it matched her effort against Utah Valley uh, last year. And they had some more bodies available this week uh, when they played, and they they lost their first whack game of the year at Abilene Christian. Uh, they only had eight players available, finished with four on the floor. Uh, so like the old Hoosiers uh, movie. I've seen it. You've seen it. I all have. Right. And did you see, and I'm taking a left turn here, but TCU here in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth oh, area. Oh, my goodness. Their Crazy. women's team ranked top 25 earlier this year. So many injuries that they're having to recruit, or they're at a, like an open tryout, and now like a volleyball player's playing, and yeah, like a couple of walk-ons, and just, I mean, it shows you, you know, these things can happen during the course of a year. I mean, you get two or three, four or five uh, major injuries, then what do you do? Your season can be derailed in in just a matter of a game or two. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean. You know, who who goes to these tryouts and then becomes a Division One basketball player in the Big 12 for TCU? It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool story. For a top 25 team. And they yeah. have um, uh, the the gal from Oregon a couple of years Sedona ago. Sedona Price? Yeah, she's on TCU. Is that Price? Yes, Sedona yeah. Price. And then also uh, one of the sisters, the twin sisters that were. Cavender. But uh, I guess she is, I think she's redshirting this year. Uh, so. Not both, but. Uh, only yeah. one. Because I was, I was thinking that I was like, oh, she must have got injured, but. Um, sure yes hmm. we digress we, uh, digress. we, we get back onto the whack podcast here utrgv defeats tarleton 61 
to 57. And Lane Lord, when you talked to him earlier this year, he mentioned that they had a rash of injuries like this and have people playing out of position. And they seem to be kind of figuring out as they go along here as Kate Hackerot uh, played well, 12 points, five rebounds in that one. Of course, Anna Dorsey's there. Charlotte O'Keefe has played a big role. Ariana Sturdivant. So could be a team to watch for the, the second half of whack play. Yeah, two wins in a row. They finally got something going here. I mean, with so many injuries, yeah, they basically don't have a post player. Cade Hackerot has been really impressive, and that's a role that Coach Lord said that, you know, wasn't initially – you know, in, intended for her to have all these minutes and all these opportunities, but it just fell that way. And she's really risen to the occasion. And so, you know, uh, Ayanna Dorsey was out for a few games. She was the team's leading scorer last year. And so, you know, her getting back and getting healthy can also play a big role. UT Arlington played Abilene Christian and the Lady Mavs getting back on the winning side of things, 74 to 65 uh, as Gia Adams and Talia Clark both score 17 in that one. Remember, UTA did fall to UTRGV, so they're back winning. So they, they had a slow start to the season, uh, had a long win streak, but they had won seven in a row, and now they get back in the W column. And ACU, they're a team, I would I, I say, maybe like their men's team, they can beat anybody on any given night. They certainly can. What was really impressive, I think, with UT Arlington is how their defense. They held the Wildcats uh, three-point shooting to just 26.9% compared to the matchup earlier, where it was 51.4. So they really locked down on that perimeter shooting. And, and they also dominated in the paint. They outscored them 50-22 to 22 inside. Pretty good numbers um, for UT Arlington. Avery Brittingham, that transfer from uh, – SFA had nine points, nine rebounds, five assists, four steals, one block. You love when they fill up the stat sheet like so. You know, I'm a fan of losing streaks coming to an end midseason. You know, you can't be winning 20 in a row and come tournament time. I don't know. It's just me. You got to get a lot. You got to get there. that life lesson in. You got to. Uh, Utah Valley, Dan Nielsen does this every year. He's kind of flying under the radar. They go to Utah Tech, again, one of the better teams in women's basketball in the WAC this year, and get a dub, 55-52, to 52, and they and they just have kind of a balanced attack. Uh, Jenna Dick scores 15. Kylie Mabry had 12 in that one as Utah Tech, uh, you know, poor shooting night for, for them. Uh, Maddie Warren scored 16. Caitlin Deaver had 14, but uh, definitely a game – I mean, you would have thought going into that that Utah Tech would have the advantage. Yeah, Utah Tech's another one of those teams. They can play really, really well and then just so-so, and they can hang in there. They're, they have so much quality on their roster. They can really hang in there even on a poor night. But uh, they were without our preseason player of the year in Brianna Gillen, so I'm assuming that played a mm -hmm. factor as well. You know, Maddie Maddie Warren put up 16 points, her sister seven, a low low. Shooting night for Macy Warren, um, but yeah, Utah Valley. Dan Nielsen, he's such a sneaky guy. He just gets <laughs> he gets his team. You know, there, there's you know no hype necessarily around it because they've been rebuilding for a couple of years now. But they come in and they get some big time wins. Coming up this week on, on Thursday, we have a matinee game, if you will. Hey. Uh, California Baptist will be hosting UTRGV at 11 a.m. as the <laughs> lights go out here in the studio. Out. 11 a.m. Pacific time. Grand Canyon hosting SFA. That's kind of our featured Thursday game as we, as we watch the Road to Whack Vegas, 3 o'clock Central time 
tomorrow. That's a matchup of uh, two of the better teams in the WAC this year. Of course, Grand Canyon in first place. Southern Utah hosts Tarleton State. That'll be a 6.30 Mountain Time start. And Utah Tech hosting Abilene Christian at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. So all our games tomorrow in the western side of the United States. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this Abilene Christian Utah Tech game. I think, you know, Abilene Christian obviously wants to get back into the win column as well as Utah Tech. So it should be a good battle there. That'll be a fun one. And I'm looking for Tarleton State to get something going. We talked to Bill Brock. They've got so many injuries. I mean, he's he said in his entire coaching career, and he's been a coach for quite some time, yes. that he's never had to deal with the injuries in the p- specific position groups that he has. And so, you know, they don't have a lot of, you know, outside shooters and they have to, you know, do different things. That, or no, they don't have, sorry, they don't have post players there too. So UTRGV, Tarleton State combined, no Some post players. symbiotic relationship there. And yeah. Can you believe that there's going to be baseball and softball coming up? I, I don't even know if we can. It's pretty crazy. I it mean, is. I'm looking, you know, last, last time was one month until swimming and diving or indoor track and field. I mean, before you know it, it's going to be crossover deadly season in the best way coming up next on the show you talked with lenny bishop Len uh, the, Bishop. I, I call him lenny you know lenny. <laughs> we're, if he likes we're, we're like that i think we'll see i think that's okay lenny? Lenny. uh from sfa their uh, new head coach this year longtime assistant having some success so i'm interested to hear that conversation yeah you know he he's a fun guy and you know this is you know, he, I think he knew the talent that they had in-house and maybe not everyone else because you had Avery Brittingham transfer. You had Zion Nugent go follow Mark Kellogg as well as um, the freshman of the year from SFA. I can't, can't remember the her name. name right now. But so a lot of players left, but you still had that core group. And Coach Bishop had been in the system. is like, you know, I can take this team, and they're doing really, really well. They sure are. That's up next on the White Podcast. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Okay, so first, I like to start just kind of, um, you know, an overview of how the season's gone so far through your lens. Obviously, you guys have won six your last seven right now, playing pretty well. But from your perspective, you know, up and down, how's the season gone? Well, I mean, the season's gone uh, really well, if I'm being honest. Just, you know, 12 and six so far. Um, like you said, won six out of our last seven. Uh, we're finally starting to get a little bit healthy. Um, and we're, we're getting a lot of connectivity on our team. So early on, uh, we had to figure out how each player played on our team. And now um, we've seen enough games and, and know how each other play. And we have trust in each other in, in certain aspects of each other's game. And so uh, we just continue to grow as a team. And, and that's what we look forward to as we get closer to March. Do you feel like this team is in position? Obviously, you want to be playing your best basketball, maybe not January, but maybe February, early March. Do you feel like this team's on that right track? And now that you guys have found the pieces, you're ready to keep rolling? Yeah, I, I do. I think this team um, is playing really well right now. Um, they're still flawed in a lot of areas, which gives me a lot of uh, room for growth and, and optimism. Because again, if we were uh, playing perfectly right now, that means we can't grow anymore. But um, you know, we're finding ways to win and still get better. Um, you know, we, we study from the wins just the way we sit and do from a loss. You know, I want to I want to be able to get better from wins um, and not always have to lose to, to get better. But if we lose, we're definitely going to make sure we, we address what we saw on film. You switching over to the head coaching role this year. What's kind of maybe something that surprised you or the biggest adjustment that you've had to make, you know, now fast forward midway through the season? 
uh, the refs can't tell me to sit down. Uh, you know, I, uh, for the longest time as an assistant, I'd be screaming over there and they told me to sit down and now, you know, I'm up, up walking around, but, um, no, you know, again, it's just the overarching of everything, you know, you're in charge of everything, you know, you got to delegate some things, but ultimately it always falls on you. And so, um, just making sure my staff is prepared, uh, and the players are prepared to go do their best work, um, has really just been the biggest adjustment, but you know, all in all, it's been fun. Kirsten Harden leads the team in scoring. She's currently second in the conference as well in scoring. What have you noticed about her game and how she's developed into such a quality player that can just put so many points up for you guys? I mean, Kirsten's always been a really talented player. Um, I think uh, now she's just been able to focus a little bit more, and that just comes with maturity and getting a little bit older and seeing more basketball and, and understanding this is your last ride at it. Um, you know, she does a great job in practice of of going hard and, and getting our team ready to play. Um, she kind of leads the charge in that area. So, um, you know, when you play hard, and you, I mean, when you practice hard, you, you typically play play well. So um, she's just having that approach in practice, which is leading it to her having productive games. Defensively, you have Kyla Deck, who leads the league in steals per contest. How has how have you noticed her lockdown on defense maybe help the other team or not the other team, but the rest of the team kind of have that defensive mindset? I know that's a big priority for you guys as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you bring up Kyla Deck and we also have Destiny Lombard, who's at the top uh, of, the, of the conference in steel. So, I mean, those two, you know, we, we talk about, you know, we got Deion Sanders on one side and Darrell Rivas on the other. You know, again, they can be locked down defenders uh, when they need to. And they kind of just set the tone for our defensive uh, prowess. So again, uh, we look forward to them continuing to do that for us, but also um, not only just getting steals, but just being all around great defenders. And so uh, they lead the charge for us in that. And, and hopefully, you know, we can just continue to do that. You got Grand Canyon, you're traveling to Phoenix for a Thursday night matchup. Uh, what's been kind of the focus this week as you look at a team that's also pretty red hot, eight game win streak, and you're looking to take down the only unbeaten team in the WAC? Well, I mean, just focusing on us. I mean, obviously, they're a really good team, really talented players, uh, and well-coached. And so, um, you know, when you see all of that and you're going into a hostile environment, um, you got to control the controllables. And we got to control how well we play, how hard we play, and then how well we just keep our composure when we're on the road. So um, as much as we're focusing on GCU, we're focusing on the Lady Jacks as well because we still have a lot of room for growth. Where have you noticed the the biggest growth from the start of season when you guys were practicing the summer until now that you've really liked and maybe even want to continue expanding on? I just think our connectivity as a team, you know, again, I think our assist numbers have, have starting to rise. Um, and that's just because we're expecting people to be where they're supposed to be. And we know, all right, this person's going to back cut or this person's going to do this on the screen. And so uh, we just learned each other's game uh, over time. And so it has allowed us to kind of start to play a little bit more seamless. And then, you know, contrary, like, what do you want to see improvement of? What's maybe something that you haven't liked this season that needs to improve in order to make a run in the tournament? Uh, I think, you know, I think we can still take care of the ball a little bit better. Uh, our, our turnover numbers aren't astronomical, um, but they're, they're sometimes they're timely turnovers and uh, sometimes they're careless turnovers. I, I have no problem with aggressive turnovers. You know, if you're playing the right way and you're playing aggressively, you're going to turn the ball over. Uh, but it's when we have the careless turnover. Um, and then, you know, we, we do press. We do get up and down. We like to get up in people's face and, and guard them. Uh, but we, we've had tendency in some games to just foul a little bit too much and give people easy points. So 
Um, we want to make it hard for people to score and not give them easy points by sending them to the free throw line. So it's just walking that thin line of, of understanding uh, what's aggressive and what's foolish on the defensive end. And then same thing on the offensive end, uh, not making low risk, high reward plays um, or, you know, you know what I meant to say there, but the high risk, low reward plays um, on the other end. So, you know, just continuing to grow and, and understand the game. Lastly, Zoe Nelson, and she's always been an impact player, but this year she really seems to come on, come into her own and really have a solid year. What have you noticed maybe about the way that she's practiced or attacked this season that's allowed her to have some success? Well, I think Zoe knows that we're counting on her. And, you know, in, in the past, you know, we've had a lot of, of people in that position that were really, really good. And so now with her having the opportunity to step into that position, uh, she knows that she's being counted on and she's seen it for a while. This is her third year in the program. Uh, as a freshman, she won a WAC conference championship. So um, now, now instead of being a part of a team that won the, the WAC conference championship, you got to be a piece of the team that wins the conference championship. So um, again, she's just continued to grow and mature, obviously from a freshman to a junior in college, I've watched her grow a ton um, and I'm proud of her. So uh, I just look for her to continue to grow into her role and, and to continue to be more assertive because I still think there's even another corner for her to turn. Lastly, is there anything that I didn't mention or a storyline kind of going into this one that you wanted to highlight? No, I mean, again, it's always a, a, a tough matchup whenever we're going to play somebody in purple in our league, uh, whether that's Grand King or that's Tarleton or, or that's Abilene Christian. So, uh, we, we always get up for this one. You know, obviously you've been the Grand Canyon. It's a hostile environment. They do a good job with their fans and, and their environment there. But um, like I said, we just got to focus in on us and, and be ready to play. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.